We are asked over and over again, how do you find the right phone numbers for the properties you're trying to buy? It is pretty simple. You skip trace the owner and property address. What does that mean? What does skip trace mean? It means you go and find the contact information of the owner of a property. But you don't want to do that one time. Real estate is a numbers game and a people business. You need to work a lot of leads to find motivated sellers. We use an awesome skip trace service that you can upload a giant list of names and addresses all at once, and a few minutes later, you have a ton of phone numbers for prospecting. Visit www.dpipodcast.com forward slash skip trace. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge, joined by my co-host, Mr. Michael Slane. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, guys, welcome back. So today, we are going to be talking about flipping land and vacant lots and also a lot of other really, really cool strategies. So we have a special guest on the episode today. Introducing Mr. Jack Bosch. Hey, Jack, how are you, man? I am doing fantastic. How about you guys, how, yourself? We're doing good, man. We're doing really good. So we just left a couple appointments this morning that Mike and I went around and looked at. And uh, we made a couple offers already today. I think Mike actually made 28 offers today. Mm, it's a lot. Luckily, it was <laughs> to one seller, but on 28 houses. Yep. So... Very cool. Very nice. we, we Very are, nice. uh, we're having a great day. But Jack, we are happy to have you on the show today. We don't do a whole lot of what you do. So we are always looking to you know, learn new things, teach our audience and our viewers new things. Um, so this is going to be a really, really great episode. We're really, really excited to start um, or to learn some of the things that, that you're doing. So to give you a quick, give our audience a quick intro um, of Jack. Jack's been investing in real estate, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Jack, since 2002 with his wife, Michelle, and they've been buying and selling lots and unimproved land. Um, right. Jack's flipped about 4,000 or probably more than 4,000 transactions at this point, Holy which yep. is just awesome. Holy cow. And Jack went from having a zero net worth to over a million, and he's well above that now, but it only took him 18 months. So Jack's going to tell us some of some really cool strategies um, about what he does in his real estate business. Um, and he's also an author. Mike and I wrote a book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesale and Real Estate. Jack has one called Forever Cash Life, and it's about financial literacy, which I absolutely love. So Jack, enough of me babbling. I'm sure Mike's ready to, for me to shut the hell up too here. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the let's guest, get to man. the let's meat get to and Jack. potatoes. Let's get in the meat and potatoes. So, Jack, tell us, you know, what what are you working on right now, and what kind of deals are you doing? 
All right, so uh, I'm working on less, uh, the same thing I've been working on since I restarted this. Uh, we are land flippers. So what we do is we do basically what you guys do. It's not even that different except that we don't deal with the houses because uh, there's just they add a complexity factor to it that we just plainly don't want to deal with. So now nothing wrong with houses. We own a portfolio of houses. We own a portfolio of apartment complexes, but we make our money flipping land similar to you guys, how you guys flip houses just with uh, just that we that there's no house on it so basically and so with that comes a few distinct differences and one of them is that land itself is something that if you just hold on to it uh, it costs you money yeah, it's a liability. Houses, unless you hold on to it you rent it it makes you money right right so so therefore there's a lot of people in the house world in the land world, I'm sorry, in the land world, that have held their properties for 10, 20, 30 years, they're getting older, their life changes, or they have inherited the properties, and all these properties do is sit there, consume property taxes, and if they're not already grown in value, uh, they've perhaps just been stagnant in value or a little bit of value. The sellers, they don't really care for them, and they're willing, because they actually cost them money every year, they're willing to sell them at steep discounts Literally, we buy properties for five to 25 cents on a dollar, and then we turn around and we sell them either at half price for wholesale, or what we do is we go sell these properties with a cash flow strategy, meaning we're selling them with seller financing, with owner carry back, right? We allow the people to pay, take a property that, let's say, a $30,000 piece of land, uh, it's like in the outskirts of town or a small infralot or so, uh, that we pick up for $4,000 because it's like 15 cents on a dollar, we go turn around, we sell it to somebody for $30,000, we'll let's say a 20% down payment, a $6,000 down payment, and then $500 a month for the next eight years or 10 years. Wow. So what that does is if we pay four for that, but we get, yeah, get $6,000 as a down payment, we right away get more than we paid for the property, and allows us to pay closing costs and still have some leftover. And now we get $500 a month, which is about the same my rental properties make, just without any tenants, toilets, termites, trash, and all this kind of stuff. Wow, that's awesome. So I'd imagine that this strategy only works when you're buying at a discount, right? Awesome. So well, Mike and I, you know, we're the discount property investors. We're on the discount property right. investor podcast here. All things in real estate that Mike and I do, and it sounds like Jack here too, most real estate investors, um, it happened, you know, it all starts when you buy. You have to buy your properties right. If you're not buying at a discount, exactly. you're probably not going to be able to make much money, if any, on it. So Mike and I love the saying, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. But the money is actually made when you buy buy it. So Jack, this is really, really cool. I love the fact and I that- I 100% agree with you. Yeah, very cool. I yeah, love 100%. the fact that you're, that you're flipping these properties, these pieces of land, but you had mentioned that you also have rentals, um, not both single families and some multifamily doors as well. So what's the strategy right. there? Why are you doing all these different things? Right. So we actually, the book that I wrote, and I have a copy here that's called Forever Cash. Uh, that book uh, is actually not a real estate, not a book about our real estate method. It's a book about our financial philosophy. And in our financial philosophy, everything we ultimately do is designed to provide lifetime and generational cash flow. So really, in essence, we are cash flow investors, discount investors, but with a cash flow outlook. 
So when we buy, that's why we came up with a seller financing strategy on the land flipping, which provides cash flow. We built it up to over $70,000 a month in cash flow, to it coming pure profit coming into the bank account every month. Now, if you have that kind of money coming in, what do you do with it? Well, you can buy the Ferrari and you can buy all this kind of stuff, but that's not my style. I, what we started doing, once we reached that point, we started, we started buying cash, uh, other cash flow assets. So basically, in essence, we make our money land flipping, but we park our money and, and, and keep our money in cash flow real estate, improved cash flow real estate. So what, the reason we buy single families and the reason we buy apartment complexes is that's our, what we call our asset allocation strategy. Right? Our making money strategy is land flipping. Our, the, what to do with the money is we park it and we have it produce nice 10, 15, 20% a year returns in the single family and multifamily uh, kind of area, which means that if we ever stop flipping land, which I can't see anytime soon, but if we ever stop flipping land, we then uh, can put our feet up for the rest of our lives. Our daughter is financially taken care of. Her kids are financially taken care of because we're building an eight and nine figure cash flow empire funded by the land flipping here. Wow. Yeah. Wow is <laughs> right, man. Wow is right. So I like, you're I like in, how you skipped over the seven figure, eight and nine. Yeah, man, eight and nine. I know. Those so you're already numbers. doing, you know, you're already bringing in over 50,000 a month. You had mentioned about 70,000 a month in cash flow, passive income. Is that correct? And that is from the land flipping side. Our, wow. our house and other flipping, they're bringing in another nice five figures, uh, five figures a month uh, income too. Wow. That is just phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Yeah, really cool. So let's get, I mean, what do you want to talk about today, Jack? I'd like to learn more about the land flipping. I mean, kind me, of how me you're too. doing that. Me I think too. that's whatever you guys want to talk about. So yeah, yeah. The, the land flipping is really the source of the of this entire machine. I believe in order to uh, in order to be financially successful, there is there's two ways. One is like the Dave Ramsey way, and I love Dave Ramsey, but I I but if his, his intentions are really good, but I don't feel like becoming financially debt-free and independent by eating peanut butter and jelly every day. Right, right. right. I, yeah, our strategy is an expansionary strategy. It's like, instead of save yourself to financial freedom, it's like freaking rock yourself. Build your best you. Build, live up to your potential. There's so, far, so much unfulfilled potential in this world. People that live way below what they could be living at. And, and that's, that's what we're going for. So, so go, it's an expansionary strategy. It's something that you learn. And within that, it's a fairly simple strategy. Of course, there's work involved, but because there's no houses involved, and you guys have to look at the house, estimate repairs and things like that, just to know what to price it at. We don't have to do that, right? We have to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just an extra step that you guys do that we don't have to do. And uh, so, so you, as a result, when flipping land, you can do this completely remotely. You can do this. I mean, I haven't looked at a single piece of land for the last 12 years. Right? Like that in person, you mean? Pardon? You mean like in person? Like in person, of course. We look at it through Google, uh, Google Maps, Google Earth, right? Google Street View, but it's land. I mean, what's the difference between the land last year and this year other than the trees have grown that much, right? right. There's, no, there's nothing you have to look at in person. We actually have a lot of our buyers that, that buy just based on looking at by Google Maps and Google Earth. So this entire system has become a virtual system. Our team doing this is completely virtual. Uh, we have VAs in the Philippines. We have somebody in, in Florida that helps us with the deals. We have somebody in Phoenix, but we only meet like once a month. So the entire team is, is completely virtual. And now we actually teach it too for the last 10 years. 
uh, 11 years how to do this. But uh, the it's very in essence what we're looking for as you mentioned earlier. We're looking for properties that are like between worth between 10 and 100 thousand dollars. Those is our sweet spot. So you're not going after the million dollar, the multi million dollar downtown lot next to the ballpark, right? Mm -hmm. We're looking at the, the deal where you can put a skyscraper on there, and it's like this convoluted, expensive process. That's not our game. We're doing wholesaling, flipping, and seller financing. Very quick flips where our, our preferred holding time is zero. Where we do assignments, where we do double closes, the same thing you guys do, just without the house on it. And because we're dealing with land, their discounts are, 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 are steeper. Because right. as a matter of fact, we actually don't look for the motivated seller. We're looking for the non-wanter, which okay. is a completely different Let's level of- that. We're going to break off on, on that topic just for a yes. second if we can. Go ahead. So, so you said you're not looking for the motivated seller. So how do you find deals? Because my and I, when we're flipping houses, the, either the motivated, well, the, the motivated seller is obviously very important, but basically we can, we can break the motivated seller down into two categories. Either they themselves are distressed or the property is distressed. And if you get both of right. those, then it's great in terms of us being able to get a deal. Right. But it sounds to me like you're not necessarily even looking for motivation necessarily. So do you mind elaborating a little bit on how you're seeking these people? Yeah, to do? absolutely. So, so we have found that our typical seller is someone in the 50s, 60s, 70s years old, or it's somebody that just inherited the property. In this case, they're usually also in the 40s, 50s or so. They are, um, they, they either, in, if they inherited, they have the property usually anywhere between one and like three years, enough for them to feel the pain of paying the property taxes. Um, if they hold the property for a long term, it's usually somebody that is actually not distressed and the property is not distressed. It's often somebody who is like in the situation of like, you know, I've been owning this thing for 30 years. I don't really want to have it anymore. They talk to the kids. The kids like, I don't want it either. And there's nothing wrong with the property. Um, and then, but they just don't want to, they don't want to have it. There's like, I don't want a piece of land. If you have a rental house, I'll take it, but I don't want a piece of land. Right. And, and so they're like, okay, whatever. They're just giving it up. So when I say I don't mean we're not looking for the motivated sellers, we're looking for the non-wanters, which is the people who are basically mentally have closed up and closed shop and they have this garage sale mentality. Got it. The garage sale so mentality is- How do you locate those people though? Yes. So and how we lock them? Yes, yes, yes. How we locate them, we locate them, we locate them using direct mail. So we get a list from a list service or from the county. Like once you honed in on a, on a county, we often get the county database, the entire assessment role or the entire vacant land list. And then we identify the properties in a certain price range. Uh, if we want to, we can, uh, we can go after a certain size, right? We can go after a certain, um, if, it, if the county records tell you how long they've owned it, we can use that as a characteristic. But at the bare minimum, it's properties that are worth between about ten dollars and $100,000. And then we go after out-of-state owners first, then in-state owners, and then we kind of go closer. And what we find is that price point, there is a, a substantial amount of people that have owned the properties for a bunch of time that just don't want it anymore. So as a result, when we send out direct mail, now hold yourself, we're getting response rates of anywhere between five and 15 to and sometimes even 20%. So this is like, this is like in the house world unheard of. Pain A or that amount yeah. 
on the dollar. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. So you get basically, let's say you get a 10% response. I'm sorry. You're talking about the responses on your yeah. direct mail campaign. Yeah. yeah. Responses on a direct mail piece. Like let's I've say an average of 10% response rate, eight to 10% response rate. Basically that means that you, we, all, we don't have to send out 10 or 20,000 pieces or 50,000 pieces a month. We can send out a thousand pieces and we get a hundred phone calls and we'll make a hundred offers that month. And out of those Man, 100 offers, that. that's, no, that's, interesting. that's really interesting. Love yeah, that. and out of those 100 offers, on average, you get about three to four deals accepted. So okay. now between two and four deals accepted. So now with 1,000 letters that cost 600 bucks, you have two to four deals, let's just say on the low side, two deals on average, that make you the same $10,000 that typically a wholesaler makes on the deal. On the low end, like three to 5,000, on the high end, 50,000. Uh, so let's say just on a lower end, five to 15, let's say $10,000. So you spend 600 bucks and you're making $20,000. I mean, that's a, on the low end, $10,000. That's a pretty no brainer strategy to me. And that's why, that's how we were able to go so quickly from zero to a million dollars. And that's why we have students right now. Yeah. Jack, where do you reside? We live in Phoenix, Arizona. And then our, so then my next question is, is, are you doing deals in your backyard or are you guys marketing in like, you know, random markets across the country? So when we started, we thought we had to go see the property. So every weekend we would jump in the car while we had, still had a job and would drive out there, Northern Arizona, Southern Arizona, let look at properties because uh, we like three kinds of markets. We like infill lots. We like the path of growth. So that growth. So just the ring around the, around the city where the city is expanding towards. And we like larger acreage in rural areas. So something when, when we ask where somebody could have a ranch or could have a, uh, put their RVs on there, bring their friends, have bonfires, cabins, hunting, RVing, as I mentioned already, ATVing, bow hunting, shooting, stuff like that. The people yeah. who love that, love those kind of properties. And, um, and I'd so, imagine properties that have like beachfront or river, river access would be high. River access, yes. Beachfront, not so much. Those are usually much more expensive. Right. One of our students got a property with beachfront access or overlook. With, with access to lake, lakefront access to Lake Michigan, that was worth up to a million dollars. And he got that thing. That's like one of these treasure, treasure cases that don't happen that often, but he got it for 3,500 bucks. But, oh um, but that's like a true exception. Right. But lake, yeah, the riverfront right. access, you do get them. So we sent, uh, what I was saying, so I forgot the question, but, uh, but basically send out those letters, you get the response rate, and then uh, you'd go, uh, those are the kind of properties we, we, we get. Uh, yeah, at the beginning, about the region you said. The beginning, we felt like having to go out there. And then we got a deal of 21 properties for $3,000. It was actually 25 properties, but they owed a bunch of back taxes, and four had been lost for back taxes already. So we got 21 of them. And for $3,000, they had an additional $10,000 in back taxes. So we sold two of them for ten grand, paid off the back taxes, uh, and now we had 19 properties free and clear. The problem was, we thought it was a problem. The problem was they were from Hawaii to Florida in like seven different states. Mm. So that's when we realized, what do we do now? So I jumped on the plane and flew to Florida, looked at a few, but I didn't go to Indiana, I didn't go to Colorado, I didn't go to California, I didn't go to Utah, where all these other properties were, which is like, we can't afford time and money-wise to fly everywhere there because it was very much at the beginning. So we're like, let's just see if we can sell them without seeing them. So we took pictures on Google Earth and Google Maps and, and created listings like that, and they sold just as fast. So since then, we realized there's no need for us to go look at any of the properties. 
And since then, we have done deals in, in, in 19 states, in over 100 counties, and, uh, and without a and majority of them without ever seeing them. That's amazing. That is amazing. So, Jack, how do you market them? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So how are you finding the buyers for these properties? Right. So that's the other thing. We, early on, we started out, remember, we started that like 17 years ago. And back then, people still had dial-up telephone line, uh, internet lines. You literally had that AOL, uh, like, boom, you got mail was still a thing. I don't know. You guys are too young to even remember that. Well, we, got, yeah. we used AOL, man. Yeah. We, we, were, we were younger, but we, we used yeah. them. Okay, some. good. So you guys, but... Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> And so the thing is, uh, at that point, we, we used to literally, we used to put it on eBay. We used to put it on the newspaper. People would call up and we would have to put a little paper package in the mail to them because they didn't even have internet yet. And then they would buy it that way. And then fast, then we started doing live auctions. And then in 2008, nine, as the market shifted and we realized that we could continue doing deals, but we could continue doing deals online. At that time, everyone had high-speed internet access. Uh, Zillow was around, started being around, Facebook was around, uh, Craigslist was around. So we started selling these properties on Craigslist. We started selling them on, on all these platforms and we have continued doing that to this day. And, uh, and, and we have students that do several hundred deals now that way. We do a hundred deals a year like that. And uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's our method now that we just go flip them uh, and put them on Facebook Marketplace, on Craigslist, on, uh, on Zillow, on Redfin. Or if you, we, on our contract that we have with our sellers, we have the right to remarket the property. So with that, you can even use like an MLS service and put them out there on the MLS that then spreads it throughout the other, the other platforms. So uh, we sell them online again from the comfort of your home. Very, Love it, very man. cool. Very, very cool. Very cool. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what makes this more lucrative um, versus flipping houses in your opinion? Because I'm, I'm sure there's lots of different reasons, but like, what's your favorite reason? Is it just- well, I, I, I don't think it's more lucrative than flipping houses. It's as lucrative as flipping houses. Mm -hmm. It just has less, less moving pieces in it. Mm -hmm. right? So that's really the thing. There's nothing wrong with flipping houses. I flipped some houses, right? In the market, when the market came back up, it's like, hey, we have been missing out on this house stuff. Let's flip land and flip houses. Mm -hmm. So we flipped a bunch of houses and then we realized it's really more work that we personally want to do. I know there's nothing wrong with it. We made money with it. But 2016, we stopped flipping houses again and we refocused just on our land flipping uh, because it worked in an up market, down market, sideways market, and, and, and again, in a, in a returning market. So to answer your question, uh, the real reason is that First of all, you can do it virtually. We don't have to show it. We don't have to ever go meet with a seller even on the kitchen table uh, and, 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 and make them cry or make them, I don't know what house flippers do. I, I, we, we got ours different ways, but we don't we have, to, have to make them cry. Again, that's a very good tip. Try not to make them cry, guys. That's not our objective. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. I know you guys don't do that. Yeah. Um, there's some people that say like, oh yeah, the more you make them cry, the better. And it's like, no, <laughs> yeah, no that's yeah, not yeah, what you want to do. Good strategy. We try to make uh, friends. Right? Try to make a win-win. Solve win, problem. Win, win. Solve right. problems. Right. Exactly. Solve their problem is the thing. And we're solving somebody's problem. So one of the biggest benefits is that we can do this all remotely. We send letters. We have a call center take the phone calls. We have, uh, we sent the letters. We sent the offers in writing. Because there's no rush. There's almost no competition in this market. There's, I mean, how many house flipper, land flippers do you know? Zero. Right? Yeah, Zero. Well, how many house flippers do you know? know? A whole bunch, right? Right. So there's almost no competition. That means we don't have to rush to purchase. 
We literally sent the seller an offer in snail mail and give him seven to 10 days to accept that offer. Because what are they going to get another offer from anyone else? No, yeah, they haven't gotten an offer for 20 years. Yeah, I love that. Now, what happens if now, so like we do something similar, obviously. Other times we'll send a, a, an offer to somebody and they may have a 60 or 90 day acceptance period. Why okay. are you limiting the acceptance period? Just to, just to entice them to act? Just to entice them to act, yes. Okay. And if they don't get if one, we set aside it for a few weeks later. Yeah, let's say somebody signs it 90 days later and sends it back. I mean, you're just going to amend it, right? We're you're still going to amend it. We're still yeah. going to accept okay. it, of course. Very and that good. happens, yeah. It's more like making them, making them accept it. And then we, we do sometimes follow up with a voicemail. So like, hey, we send you an offer. Uh, you haven't accepted it. Call us. And then they're like, and then sometimes they're like, oh, I thought I had expired. Uh, I, think, I thought you were not longer interested. No, no, we're interested. Just sign it. Send it over. Yeah. They cross out the date, put a date, we'll initial it too, and then, and then accept it. That, that does happen. And, uh, but we're doing that. And then the other reason, the, the biggest reason I think is that, especially for beginning investors, is they're a little bit afraid. And I'm referring to myself when I started out. We had no money. We tried to make houses work. We just couldn't make it work for us. And, uh, and we were afraid of, of what happens if we're locked into a contract for $70,000 or $150,000 house and I don't have that kind of money. Well, when we made our first offer on the land piece that was accepted, it was a guy that was moving out of state. He didn't care. He was, went through divorce. He, he, didn't, he didn't want to have anything to do with the state of Arizona anymore. And he had this piece of land sitting in there that he literally says, you guys can have it. So we offered him $400 for it and he accepted it. Now, 400 bucks is something that I think even with no money, I could afford. Right. I guys like, okay, I can afford. Worst case, I lose 400 bucks. I'm not going to lose 400 bucks because the thing is worth $10,000. Somebody's going to offer me at the grand for it, right? Right. So then the neighbor, right on the spot, bought this property for 4,000. So my point is, so we made 10 times our money. It wasn't like, didn't like make us wealthy, but it changed our lives. The point is that when you make 1,000, 2,000, or sometimes $57 offers, it's much more comfortable to the beginning investor because you know that you're not risking your life savings on yeah, and that's it. a very good point because the, the 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 cheapest houses that mike and i will buy to keep are 20 or 30 grand now we'll buy houses for 500 1500 but those are ones that are so strictly wholesales so right. i love that philosophy you know and i'd imagine you're probably so let me ask you this, because I've, I've interviewed and talked to a couple people that have done what you do. Okay. However, none of them have been doing it as long as you. So you're, you're definitely by far the most experienced person that I've ever spoken to in this trade. But I've heard from a lot of these other guys that they don't even put a closing date on these contracts. Does, does yours have yeah. a closing date? Ours does have a closing date, uh, but it's a closing date is usually six months out. <laughs> Love it. So very, I mean, basically, yeah, similar. Yeah. So, and why six months? It's because sometimes title issues occur, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you got to get a thing to probate and you don't want to deal, you don't want to have to get an extension. Sometimes also you, you might get yourself overwhelmed with deals. Like we have guys, we have, we have guys uh, that are in our, in our program, in our coaching program that, for example, they have in the first three months, they gotten, they gotten 24 deals accepted. So it's like, holy crowd, they, they yeah, don't even big, have the bandwidth right big, now man, to big. go market them all, right? So they market the first three or four, sell them, then they market the other three or four, sell them. And, and so there's some that they don't even have the time to go put the listing up because they still have jobs right now. Uh, they don't have the time to listing up. So six months gives them enough time 
to basically let the property sit there, focus on the other ones, and then in month four, they're finally like, okay, now let me go market it, and they go sell it, wow. and, uh, and so on. Yeah. Jack, that is, that is really, really, really cool, man. Really cool. Hey, tell us a little bit about um, you know, how the average person um, that's interested in maybe a career change could benefit from, you know, from, from your instruction. Tell us a little bit about you know, what kind of program you have in terms of coaching or mentoring. Sure. I mean, so we, we very simply 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when the market crashed, we were, we always said like, oh my God, this is just something. We're the only people in the world doing this. There's like, I'm not the only people in the world, but you know what I mean? Compared to the, the amount of people doing the house flipping. So it's like, there's nobody doing that. At some point of time, we got to teach that to people. And when 2008 and nine came along and I saw people losing their, losing their shirts left and right in the real estate market and our method continued working. We're like, you know what? I think now is the time. It was probably the worst timing ever to go out in the market and start teaching this because nobody wanted to know anything about real estate. But, um, but we felt the need to almost go out there and say like, hello, there, here is a method that's completely different that right. works in this market. And a, and a bunch of people understood that and they started taking on. The way we did that is we created the home study course that we now redid a couple of years ago and we keep updating. It used to be CDs and DVDs. They're pretty much outdated. Two, two years ago, we created it as an online course with videos, and now we have the ability, if something changes, to immediately create a new module, retire a module, update a module. So it's a growing and living and changing course. Like, for example, just the other day, I added a, a new assignment agreement that allows people to do an assignment without actually disclosing what they're making in the process. Right? So I'm sure you guys used something like that already. I hadn't, so it's like, oh my God. Our, our, our people need to know about this, so we added that into it. And uh, so it's a course that basically shows you exactly in detail how to find these properties. The first three modules are all about how to find areas where properties sell quickly. Because in all reality, there are areas where properties just don't sell very quickly. Now, there is worthless property in this country. And, and there's properties that you can buy for $10. But then you go, what, sell them for for. $200, that's not what we're doing, right? So we want to make sure, and there's a couple of guys that, feed, that teach kind of this bottom feeder techniques, uh, but we are not. We have guys that focus on million-dollar properties that they buy for, put on a contract for 600 grand and then wholesale them for 700 grand, right? So, but our sweet point is between 10 and 100. So we teach you how to find, show you exactly how to find these properties, how to find the areas, how to identify the areas that sell quickly, how to get the list of them, how to contact the owners, how to get those deals accepted, and then on the selling side, how to list them on the different platforms. And the key part of that is how to create a listing that stands head and shoulders above everyone else. And also how some, uh, some alternative marketing strategies to sell these properties much quicker um, to, to people that we can kind of know already are interested in those markets. So it's an entire, it's a complete set. There's nothing missing. It's a complete buying and selling course on the land flipping that we do. And then on top of that, so that's something everyone can get and start right away. And then How would somebody find you, Mark? Or I'm sorry, yeah. Jack. I got yeah. somebody else in my mind, a seller I just talked to here a minute ago. Yeah. Jack, how would somebody go uh, about, about connecting with you? Do you have a website that you can send people yeah. to? Absolutely. We have a website. It's called landprofitgenerator.com. Yeah. And uh, landprofitgenerator.com where there's videos and things like that. And, uh, and then there, we also have a, um, we have a Facebook group that's also called land profit generator, real estate investing. 
Then obviously I have a podcast called uh, called Forever Cash, like the name of the book, Forever Cash Real Estate uh, in uh, Lifetime, Forever Cash Life Real Estate Investing, because it's about creating, at the end of the day, it's about creating a life of pure and true financial independence so you can do what you really love in life. And, and for that, I, again, as I said earlier, you need to have a cash machine. If you're in a job that pays $30,000, $40,000, you don't have enough traction financially to get to the goal line of financial independence. You got to increase something. So if somebody's a beginning investor, to go back to your question, the way to do this is to add this on the side because if because it's land, it does have less moving pieces, you can add it on the side. And then once it generated enough income, once it generated enough uh, cash flow, you then quit your job. One of our students, uh, Warren, he just literally did that. He signed his, uh, he gave his resignation last week because his income from land deals is now higher than his income from his job. Man, I love that. Man, Jack, that, that's, that's really, really cool, man. So, Jack, tell us a little bit about the book, Lifetime Cash Flow. Uh, right. Forever Cash Flow. Forever Cash, yes. It, and how it will help you create lifetime cash flow. Well, the, the, the Forever Cash book is really a book about our financial philosophy, which is that, that there's three kinds of cash. So, three kinds of cash. Most people work what we, for what we call one-time cash. One-time cash is basically work for it one time and you get, one, get paid one time. So we made up this language and these words in our family because my wife and I are both from different countries. I'm from Germany. She's from Honduras, Central America. And so we make up words sometimes. We create new English words. And uh, one-time cash is basically you work for it once and you get paid once. A job is that. You work 40 hours, you get paid hourly. Even if you're a salary, you get paid for a t work at a certain time and that's it. You don't show up for work for, for a week. Your, your job, your fire, right? So uh, also flips are one-time cash. They're just much higher quality one-time cash. So there's nothing wrong with one-time cash. It's just you want to get to a high quality one-time cash so that there's from that if you do something, you'd pay a lot for it so that you have some of that over to can get out of debt and you can move some over to the sidelines so that once that what you move over to the sidelines is big enough, you then invest in additional cash flow kind of assets. And the second kind of cash is for is temporary cash. So when we do our seller financing deals, they are seller, they are temporary cash. You pay for it, you work for it once, but you can pay you get paid again and again and again and again long term, but they do end. So you still they're great stabilizer. They're a great vehicle to quit your job on. They're a great vehicle to be able to go take care of a, of a sick family member for half a year and then come back because they get, you get paid for a long time. But you still got to convert it into, event, eventually you got to convert your cash flow into the third kind of cash flow, which is what we call forever cash. And forever cash is lifetime generational cash flow. And that's really what we do. We generate with land flipping, we generate one-time cash when we do wholesale flips. Buy something for a thousand, sell it for ten, make nine thousand dollars, move on. Buy something for ten, sell it for thirty, make twenty grand, move on. Right? Uh, that's also the temporary cash is cash flow. We that cash flow comes in and moves all of it, if possible, moves on to the sidelines. And then the combination of those two, we reinvest into rental houses and apartment complexes because that provides generational cash flow. And that book basically out the strategy on how you do that and how, in my opinion, really anyone in any life situation right now within five to seven years can get to financial independence by following those steps. Woo!
Yeah, that's cool. That's man, that's plan. awesome. That's the whole plan. Jack, that is very cool. I like the how plan. I like how you're using your flips and your owner financing deals to put that money on the sideline, but then you're taking that and you're investing those into longer term um, properties that are going to be spitting off that cash flow for the long term. And I love how you phrase it, you know, one time cash, temporary cash, and then lifetime cash. Do you talk about that, about those three different um, approaches in your book? Yes, this is exactly what the book is about. It's my wife and my story of how we created that, how we came up with that. And this is an age-old, by the way, wealth-creating strategy. We didn't come up with that. The European aristocracy has done that forever. They take money that they made. They're the landlords, right? They own the land. They rent out the land. The land is being, being processed. They get a fee for that. They, get, they have rental houses. They take that, and what do they do with it? They buy more land. They buy more real estate. They buy more things. And for generations, they have, for centuries, that's how they have been able to uh, maintain a lifestyle in their freaking castles by implementing that lifestyle. The thing is they just don't teach it. They, don't just, right. they just don't teach it. They don't, they don't tell anyone that. We have to figure, we have to figure this out ourselves because it's not being taught anywhere. The rich keep that to themselves and we basically, now we, now we teach it in order to make an impact on this world. Jack, I love the cover of your book. I actually just bought a copy of it right now. I'm All excited right. to check this thing out, man. You, gotta, you, gotta, you have a lot of knowledge to share with, with people. So we, I'm grateful for the opportunity to have had a chance to, uh, to interview you. And, um, it, you know, you have shared some really, really cool stuff with, with our viewers and our listeners. So, guys, if you are more interested in learning about Jack and Jack's mentoring program and how to flip pieces of land, um, and it sounds to me like Jack is very, very, very passionate about this. So he has a ton of information to share with you guys. Check out his book. It's called Forever Cash. You can buy it on Amazon. I just bought a copy of it because I'm super excited. And then um, if you're interested to learn more about Jack as well, check out his website. It's, it's landprofitgenerator.com, right, Jack? Am I saying that right? Landprofitgenerator.com is the way to get uh, actually to get uh, into it and, and, and see some free videos and some free trainings on how this all works. And then again, the Facebook group is Land Profit Generator. And actually another way to get the book too, because it's actually officially sold out on Amazon. You have to buy it to the secondary market. Yeah, is to go to, to forevercashbook.net. Forevercashbook.net. You can buy the book there for a few bucks because we still have a few sitting here. Other than that, it's, it's, it's sold out on kind of the open Amazon market. Now, how come it's sold out? Are you using KDP? No, we had a we had a we had it published with an actually proper publisher, but then we kind of didn't like what they were doing, and and, and we canceled our publication, so they wouldn't allow us to publish it on on Amazon anymore. We literally would have to create a secondary listing for Evercash. And what I really need to do is I need to write for Evercash 2.0, so that uh, with some addition, some some additional uh, pieces in there. And then come out with it, and then uh, it'll be available. And I just haven't gotten around to do that yet. So you can buy it on the secondary market of Amazon, or you can go to forevercashbook.net and get it there directly from us. Awesome. Forevercashbook.net. Just want to make sure that we got that right. Jack, it has been an absolute pleasure. I got a book coming in the mail. I'm going to check out 
some of your uh, stuff online. I'm eager to learn more. I'm sure all of our listeners and viewers are also chomping at the bit to learn more. I mean, you're talking about being able to buy properties that you're not going to see for 15-ish cents on the dollar and the ability to wholesale these either via double close or assignment, just like we've taught you in the previous 70 episodes, guys, about, about houses. This is the exact same approach. However, it seems like it's easier because there's less, less things to calculate, meaning there's no repair estimates typically. And not only that, but the response rates seem to be about 10 to, to 20 times what we're getting on our traditional direct mail. I mean, we're, we're lucky to get 2%, maybe 3% best, best case. I mean, it's probably averaging about 1%. And that's okay because it still works. There's still a profit. Yeah. There's still a profit for that on us. But if you're getting your response rates, you know, up at 10 or 15% versus one or two, that means that the cost uh, to get involved, the barriers to entry are a lot less. And then Jack also mentioned um, a very good point earlier too about the barriers to entry on like, you know, making offers and being comfortable or actually just closing on a property without a buyer lined up. If you're only coming out of pocket a couple hundred bucks or even a couple thousand bucks, you know, that's okay. That makes it much easier. Again, barriers to entry are less to be able to get into these deals. Whereas, you know, a piece of real estate with a, with a, with a home on it, even one that is distressed could cost, you know, very easily 60, 80, hundred grand. And that could be in, in, in the low end neighborhood too. So lots and lots of advantages with this Jack. Thank you, man. This, this has been an awesome podcast. I know I've learned a ton. Mike, you, you've got to have a question or two to end this out here, right? No, I love it. I think we've, we've summarized pretty well. Jack, if there's anything else you want to add. Though, yeah, anything else that you go. want to share, please, by all means. And uh, again, thank you so much for, for allowing us a, you know, an hour of your time today, man. I can tell you right now, I've already learned a ton. Wonderful. Thank you very much for having me. The only thing I would add is that if, uh, for any beginning investor out there, uh, just make sure you, you, you look around. What made, what made this work for us was that we didn't know anything about real estate when we started. So we didn't know how to estimate the repair of a kitchen or a bathroom or a roof or a foundation or, or any of these things. So, and uh, to the degree, I have a better idea now because we have obviously rental properties and repairs are coming our way all the time. But, um, but, the, but what made it work for us is that with land flipping, we, didn't, we literally didn't have to know anything because by buying it for 5, 10, 15, 20 cents on the dollar, there's so much margin of safety in there that even if we, if we go wrong with something, we still would be able to make money on it. So just this might be attractive for some. Other, for others, they, you want to tangibly see those houses be built and those houses be rehabbed and have that enjoyment of driving by and seeing like, I fixed this one up and I, I bought this one and I made this better. And that's absolutely beautiful. So everyone needs to find what they truly love. But the point is pick something that you can handle. Like everyone right. is at a different comfort level and a different confidence level. So whatever your confidence level is, that's what you want to get into so that you actually have a true shot at succeeding in this. Right? Man, Jack, you nailed it. I and then, and then once, you're, once you're succeeding at it, your confidence level and your capabilities are going to go up. And then you tackle higher, more complicated things. If like 16 years ago, somebody would have come with me with a $7 million apartment complex, I would have run the other way because I would have not understood the first thing about even entertaining the complexity and even knowing what to start in that thing. Now we own them because over the last bunch of years, we've built up our capabilities and our confidence. So it doesn't have to be an end game what you start with. 
but it's got to be a starter where you can wrap your arms around it and make things work. Right. Jack, I got one more quick question. Um, and we didn't really cover it and I'm sure there's lots of strategies, but just, um, what is the easiest way for somebody that might be starting out to determine what a piece of land is worth? Because when you say I'm going to buy it at 15 cents on the dollar, that's great and all, but how do I know the property's worth 60 grand? How do I know? In it's our program, yeah, in our program, all right, sorry. Yeah, in our program, we teach five ways. The easiest two are number one, assessed value. In almost every state, except for California, where they have Proposition 13 that locks down the assessed value at a certain level, well, in all other states, the assessed value is in a clear relationship to market value. So, for example, in Arizona, where I, will, where I am, in, the mar in a stable market, which is where we are in most of the country, the assessed value is about two-thirds of market value. In Arkansas, that relationship is 20%. 20%, so if a property is worth 100 grand, it's assessed at 20. In Florida, it's at 80 to 90% of market value. In Colorado, it's at 90% or so, or 100% of market value. So, so all you need to do is figure out what is that ratio by calling the assessor in the county one time and saying like, hey, I see these properties, that's the $50,000. How do you come up with that? What's, their, what's that relation to market value? They'll tell you and you have one guidance point. You can't rely on it, but it's a guidance point. And the second one is the same that you guys use, comparables. We don't want to buy deals in areas where there's nothing going on, where nobody's selling any properties. If you see no sales for the last two, three years, you don't, you don't want to be the first, you don't want to sell something here because nobody's selling, right? Uh, if you see a bunch of listed property and no sales, that's a bad sign, right? So, so therefore, you only want to do deals in areas where there are, where there are some sales. So you have comparables, just like, just like with houses. So you see your property is you you see 500 properties that have sold in the last year for $50,000 or 45 to $55,000 you got your value. So it's the same exact ways that you do that that you do that in the housing world and then there's a few more that we share in our course. Wow, very cool. That's super very cool. Very cool, man. Again, Jack, I am well, ultra grateful for your time today. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing a truly amount of I mean a wealth of knowledge truly a ton of, of, of value that you've that you've shared with us today so again thank you so much guys don't forget to check out Jack there's lots of ways he's got a Facebook group called land profit generator um, you can go to landprofitgenerator.com to learn more about his mentoring program and then of course he has a book called uh, forever cash and you can get that one more time Jack what's the link the forever cash book Net. Man, I'm excited. I can't wait to learn more about this. Like I said, I, I just bought the book. Mike, you want to close us out here, bud? Discount Property Investors, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, check out the free wholesale course. And uh, Jack, again, we'll say thank you very much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, thank guys. You. Until next time, guys. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Welcome back to season two of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com 
the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in.